This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. That's pretty cool. You know, saving money on taxes is great. But if they were mortgage-free, their total out-of-pocket cost for their mortgage interest would be $0. Paying $0 in mortgage interest is better than paying $15,500 in my humble mortgage-free opinion. dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we're going to do three things. First, we'll be answering a question from the Marriage, Kids, and Money community about whether it makes sense to keep your mortgage for the tax savings. Second, we are back with the mortgage-free family segment. This month, we're featuring John from Colorado. He and his wife, Amy, recently paid off their mortgage in their 30s, and he's sharing how and why they got it done. And last but not least, I'm going to try out something new with my son, Calvin. We're calling it the good word. With all the negative news stories as of late, I thought Calvin and I could share some of the good stuff going on. It'll be a short segment, similar to my money quiz that I do with Zoe each month, and I hope you all will enjoy it as much as I will. All right, let's jump into today's show. I received a question from Diana on my blog, which you all can find at marriagekidsandmoney.com, and here it is. What do you think about not having mortgage interest deductions on your tax return? Diana, thank you so much for reaching out and reading my blog post about the 10 incredible benefits of paying off your mortgage early. By the way, I made a video on YouTube with that same title, and now it has over 100,000 views. So I think people are interested in this mortgage freedom thing. (laughs) So does it make sense to pay off your mortgage if you lose the mortgage interest tax deduction? This is a common question people struggle with who are considering paying off their mortgage early. Will my paid off home be worse for my tax situation? We don't want that, right? It's no wonder this is a common question because unless you're a tax professional, taxes are super confusing. (laughs) For most people, this is a real question that should be answered before you head down this mortgage freedom path, right? So let's break this down into two questions. The first question is, will I even receive a mortgage interest tax deduction this year? And then the second question is, if I will receive a deduction, is it more financially advantageous for me to keep my mortgage rather than paying it off? So let's start with the first part. Will I even receive a mortgage interest tax deduction? To find out if you will receive a mortgage interest tax deduction this year, let's first discuss the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act that changed things around a little bit. With the passage of this act, the standard deduction, it went up a lot. 
it was around $6,350 for single filers. And for single filers this year, the standard deduction is $12,550. So that's, uh, what is that, almost double? Almost double there. And for married filing jointly, it went from $12,700 to $25,100 for those filing their taxes this year. I'm going to stick with the married filing jointly because of the whole, you know, marriage, kids, and money thing I got going on here. I guess that makes sense, right? So this overall change decreased the need to itemize mortgage interest deductions for the majority of Americans. As an example, let's say Diana and her spouse pay around $6,000 in mortgage interest this year. That's actually higher than the average. I'm just going to give her some extra there. They also give $7,000 to charity as well, and their property taxes are around $4,000. So their total deductions in this example come out to $17,000. Since they are married filing jointly, their total deductions fall well below the standard deduction. So it makes more financial sense for them to take the standard deduction. That way they're going to save more on taxes. Now, let's assume Diana and her spouse decide to, they've been listening to this podcast. <laughs> they say, we're going mortgage-free, you know, and they, and, they, and they do it. Let's say they go mortgage-free after years of paying down their principal. Their mortgage interest reductions are now zero, Thanks, Andy. Jeez. <laughs> Let's assume their charitable nature continues at $7,000 and those property taxes, they stay at 4,000 bucks. So now their total deductions come out to $11,000. Again, this is well below the standard deduction of what is it again for married filing jointly? 25,100. That's well below. So in both cases, Diana and her spouse would not receive any more special tax treatment because they kept their mortgage. Now, are there other things you can itemize for deductions when it comes to tax time? Absolutely. According to the IRS, itemized deductions include amounts you paid for state and local income or sales taxes, real estate taxes, personal property taxes, mortgage interest, and disaster losses. You may also include gifts to charity and part of the amount you paid for medical and dental expenses. This could be a factor for some Americans on a special year, but on a year-to-year -year basis for the everyday American, not really. To see how the newer standard deduction affects your situation, the listeners of Marriage, Kids, and Money, I would suggest answering these quick questions and then calculating the result. The first one, how much did you give in charitable donations last year? And the second one, how much was your annual mortgage interest last year? The third one, how much student loan interest did you pay last year? The fourth one, how much property taxes did you pay last year? And then the fifth one, all the other categories I mentioned, how, many, how much did you pay in those areas? What you do, you find out these amounts, you total them up, and all you got to do is see if it's higher than the standard deduction. If you are below that level, keeping your mortgage for the tax deduction benefit doesn't make sense. Again, if your deductions calculate to be below the standard deduction, you are not saving anything extra by keeping your mortgage versus paying it off early. 
Now, could Diana have a much higher mortgage interest than described in my example? Absolutely. Most Americans don't, but let's just say Diana did for part two in this question. So part two, my total deductions are above the standard deduction. Is it worth it to keep my mortgage for the tax savings? For most Americans, the answer will still be no. According to Bankrate, 90% of Americans opt for the standard deduction when they file their taxes, 90%. So for the 10% that don't take the standard deduction, is it financially worth it to keep their mortgage for the tax savings? Let's say Diana and her spouse paid $16,000 in mortgage interest last year. That's a lot of money. Gave $7,000 to charities and then paid $4,000 in property taxes. Their total deductions in this example are $27,000. Since their deductions are over the standard deduction, it makes sense for them to itemize. That additional $1,900 of deductions will lower their taxable income by... $1,900. So let's say they're in the 24% tax bracket. This might save them around $500. So their total out-of-pocket costs for their mortgage interest is now around $15,500 instead of $16,000. That's pretty cool. You know, saving money on taxes is great. But if they were mortgage-free, their total out-of-pocket cost for their mortgage interest would be $0. Paying $0 in mortgage interest is better than paying $15,500 in my humble mortgage-free opinion. (laughs) So based on these financial breakdowns, I believe in most all cases, when it comes to the question of should I not pay off my mortgage because of the mortgage interest tax deduction, I say, heck no, pay it off, pay it off. Not only will you experience better financial benefits, but you'll receive so many emotional benefits as well, my friends. Let's briefly discuss five of those, just for fun here. (laughs) Number one, the ability to go down to part-time work. When our family became mortgage-free, we owed a lot less money each month. Since we owed a lot less money each month, we didn't need to make as much money. Therefore, We could change our work situation to better align with our family values. For us, that meant my wife, Nicole, who you guys know very well, going from full-time work to part-time work. This was at a time when she wanted to spend more time with our kids at home. Or more recently, as you guys know, I went from a stressful 40 to 50 hour per week job to now a 25 hour per week business where I make podcasts from home. It's kind of fun. I'm more present with my family and my kids, and I have more opportunities to pursue hobbies and interests that I love. Number two, reduced decisions. You know how we're constantly making decisions all of the time? (laughs) There's something to never worrying about something ever again. That's really emotionally refreshing, especially for young parents. I will never again worry about paying my mortgage. I will never again worry about refinancing my home when rates go up or down or sideways. It's done. This is a decision our brains will never have to worry about ever again. And that's nice. Number three, ownership pride. Owning anything outright can fill you with personal pride. 
I remember when I bought my first bike, it was, it's orange and it was cool. It stood out. It was like a neon orange and I bought it with my own money and I felt proud of that orange bike. The same with the first car that I bought with cash. The car just drove differently than my previous lease cars. I loved it. I was prideful. My paid for home. Oh man, I feel that ownership pride through and through. I want to care for it more. I want it to be a place my kids will always call home. Mortgage freedom gives me more pride in my home than I've ever had before. Number four, retirement isn't as stressful. Between our family achieving Coast Fire and our mortgage freedom, a comfortable retirement doesn't feel so out of reach now. Our investments will continue to provide us with the income we need to enjoy our retirement. And our paid off home will always give us somewhere to live. I'm looking forward to retirement, but honestly, knowing that I love my job now, I'm not so much in a rush. Number five, showing my kids how to live free. I love that our kids have seen us go on this mortgage-free journey. As you guys know, in the past, we talked about this. We even celebrated our big victory with them in person by smashing a mortgage pinata filled with candy and prizes. They remember that celebration. I bring it up with Zoe. She talks about it. Hey, remember when we broke that pinata or remember when we burned the mortgage? I'm hopeful that they're going to remember this as they grow up and want that same sense of freedom in their lives as well. That way, our family tree will continue to be strengthened for generations to come. Oftentimes, when I talk about this subject, the pay off the mortgage versus investing debate usually sparks. How can you pay off your mortgage with rates as low as they are? You should be investing all of your money in the stock market. To save you time, as you guys know who've been listening for a while, we both paid off our mortgage early and we invest in the stock market. That is something that needs to be discussed more. The and. How can we do both? This can be done by using tax-advantaged retirement vehicles like the 401k, the IRA, and even the HSA. And slowly but surely chipping away at your mortgage until it's gone for good. To be sure you're going to hit your retirement goals, I'd suggest hitting Coast Fire before paying off your mortgage. But honestly, it's not necessary. I didn't do that. And we're still in a very, very good position. So do what's right for you and keep moving forward. To hear me launch into Coast Fire a little bit more, you can check out some of the recent episodes on this podcast on your favorite podcast player and learn a little bit more about what Coast Fire is and why it's such a fun topic and really just another area that promotes more financial freedom today. So anyway, those are my thoughts, everybody, on whether people should keep their mortgage for the tax savings. I hope that helps you as you're making your decision. But enough for me. Tell me what you think, everybody. What do you think of keeping your mortgage for the tax savings? Are you pro-mortgage freedom or do you think it's a kooky, wacky idea? Hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at AndyHillMKM and let me know what you think. I'd love to hear from you. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsor. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, 
reviewing coast fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? (laughs) If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello and use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Let's jump back into the show. How would you like to own your home outright? What would it feel like to never make a mortgage payment ever again? On our mortgage-free segment today, we're going to interview John Banker from Canyon City, Colorado. Recently, John and his wife, Amy, became mortgage-free in their 30s. Today, we're going to learn how they accomplished this family financial goal and what they're going to do with their money now. Welcome to the show, John. Hey, Andy. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm glad you're here. And thanks so much for sharing with us. I believe that transparency and openness really helps other people who are listening. So thank you for doing that for us today. I like to start with the mortgage-free three. These are quick, short answers that help people understand the crazy thing that you did here. So let's start off with the first one. What was your starting mortgage principal balance? Yeah. So we bought our home in 2009 for 155000 and our starting principal balance was about one hundred forty-seven. One hundred forty-seven thousand dollars in two thousand nine. Now, being in Colorado, I don't know. I feel like real estate's gone up a little bit. We'll talk about that in just a minute. How long did it take for you to pay off this mortgage? It took us about seven and a half years, but we really didn't start accelerating our mortgage payment payoff until you know the last, uh, essentially, till our balance at one hundred thousand. We really wanted to knock it out at that point. And that took us uh, 22 months. Wow. Okay. So when it got to 22 months, you guys just sort of raced to the finish line. Okay, cool. What is your home value today, knowing that you got it in 2009? I misspoke there. That was 2013 was when we purchased oh, okay. the home. Sorry. December 2013. Got it. But yes, our home value today, you know, again, we haven't gotten appraisal or anything like that, but I, I did check on Zillow and it's about 316 on there. 
which doesn't account for some of the pretty significant remodels we did when we purchased the home. We kind of gutted it and redid some things. So it's probably, I would say it's close to maybe 340 or so approximately. That's incredible. That is an incredible growth and just proof that uh, real estate is a good investment. I love it. Very cool. So this is fantastic. So seven and a half years, but, but within that last 20 months, you guys went crazy. Let's talk about the reason around this. Why did you decide that becoming mortgage-free was something that you were even interested in doing, John? You know, when we first got our mortgage, you know, we were certainly just making our payments on that, focusing on our retirement, that kind of thing. But, you know, I think we just kind of realized that if we paid off our house, you know, those are some, some benefits you can realize now, you know, having that freed up cash flow to do the things you want to do whether it's safe for retirement or just, you know, whatever it is in your life that you're up to, you know, as compared to really, really going aggressive on retirement savings, you know, those are things you're not really going to realize for a lot of years, assuming again, that you, you get, you get to live to that age or whatever. I think sometimes we take that for granted. So I think that was a big one for us is just, you know, this is something that can really make a difference and an impact that we can realize now and for the rest of our lives. And do you think being a father to some young kids makes you want to live more for today a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Just having that security and and flexibility is is really key. Let's talk about some of the nitty gritty. You got this home in 2013. What type of loan did you get when you started the process? Yeah. So we got a, a 15 year conventional fixed rate, you know, pretty basic, basic loan. Okay. And then what kind of rate did you get in 2013 for that? 3.25. 3.25. Awesome. This sounds exactly like my situation. We got this in 2013, 15 year. We had about a 3% fixed rate. So yeah, very similar. And then you said originally the home was around 160. Did I hear you say that right? How much did you put down, I guess? So we put 5% down. 5% down. Okay, cool. Yeah. The purchase price was 155,000. Seems like it's been a great investment for you as you guys have uh, made that down the road. Definitely. Uh, we got lucky on that. <laughs> we definitely got in at the right time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Real estate's been fantastic over the past 10 years. Let's talk about some steps that you took to pay this off. Some people are listening saying, wow, how do you pay a mortgage off with all the things you've got going on in life? What did you do? Did you increase your income? Did you decrease your expenses? What did you do to make this possible? Yeah, absolutely. I think first and foremost, you know, just acknowledging the position of privilege to even <laughs> Be in a, a spot to be able to think about paying off your home early was key. You know, being debt free was huge for us. Very blessed in the sense that my parents and my grandparents covered the cost of education for both my undergraduate and graduate degrees. So that was huge, you know, a, a real big head start for us. Same with my wife, you know, Amy, her dad covered the majority of the cost for her undergrad degree. So that really just gave us a big head start where we could start thinking about you know, some of these bigger goals. I love that you pointed that out. Not everybody has some of the blessings that other folks have. So I appreciate you acknowledging that outside of those privileges that you had, did you guys do some things to, you know, make the budget work in your favor to pay off this mortgage? Absolutely. And yeah, we did, you know, try to, you know, maximize our, our income. You know, I had a, a, a PRN position, you know, I'm a physical therapist working in a, in a hospital and I, I also worked extra as a PRN at, a, at another facility, did that for quite a few years just to try to maximize that. And then, you know, always on the flip side of the coin as well, just minimizing our expenses. We've always been kind of naturally frugal. My wife and I got married in 2009 and we bought a, 
you know, a three-year-old Honda Civic a 2006. And we're actually still driving that car as a family of four. So that was another big one is just avoiding that lifestyle creep. I don't think that can be overstated enough, you know, so often we, you know, our incomes increase and, you know, you, you get other toys or, you know, raise your, your standard of living a little bit. I think we've just really been cognizant of that and trying to avoid it and, you know, just deciding what's important to us and really focusing on those things. You know, we, we just said, like I, I might've mentioned, we just have the one vehicle for a family of four. You know, I'm an avid cyclist. I ride my bike to work, just those kinds of things. You know, that's just kind of where we're at with things and we enjoy it. I love that. Well, you live in an area, and I don't know Canyon City specifically, but Colorado in general, I know, is many, many days of sunshine. So it's probably great to get out there on your bike and realize, uh, I guess, the, the beauty of the nature that you have there. You mentioned the Honda Civic. How do you fit kids in a Honda Civic? I thought you needed an SUV. What's that all about? No, absolutely I don't get it. not. Absolutely not. It's a myth. <laughs> 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 they fit in the car? How does that work? They actually fit in the they car. Fit. There's okay. actually five seats and we only have to fill four of them. What? So. Okay. All right. Well, this is news to me. No, I'm yeah, being facetious. So, yeah. <laughs> I know. We kind of get that a lot. It's, it's not typical, but you know, we enjoy it and we just do what's important to us. I'm sure as the kids grow, we'll, we'll certainly be getting a larger vehicle, but they fit just fine in the back seat. And, you know, we've never had, had a hard time with that. It is an interesting point when you get to that point where you're like, okay, we are definitely standing out in in the car pickup line or whatever compared to a lot of folks. But you know what? I think standing out sometimes can help when you're doing crazy things like paying off your mortgage early, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And another thing that really helped us as well was, you know, just kind of the nuts and bolts of, you know, how we, how we actually paid off the mortgage was, you know, we use a pretty simple, you know, Google spreadsheet every month. We kind of have a budget there. We're not real strict on budget categories. Our big thing is income minus expenses, you know, is going to be positive every month. But yeah, so we, we basically track that pretty closely. I'm kind of the, the money nerd for sure. My, my wife, not as much. But yeah, so I'll basically plug all those numbers in. And at the end of the month, you know, after we've paid all of our expenses, whatever's left pretty much down to the down to the penny, we, we were rolling to, to our mortgage principal. I love and we it. just kind of consistently did that for, for 22 months for that last $100,000 on our balance. What happened 22 months ago where you said, hey, let's race to the finish line. Let's get this thing done. Did the pandemic help that because you guys were at home more spending less? I don't know. I think we, it was just kind of always a goal of ours to pay off, pay off our house. And I think when it got to that 100,000 mark, it was just kind of a nice like, hey, you know, let's get crazy on the mortgage and knock this thing out. <laughs> That's great. I love that. I love the numeric goal where you're like, whoa, this thing has never been below 100. And to see just five numbers is insane. So let's keep going. I love that. That's very cool. Yeah. During that time with our payoff, we did drop our retirement savings in our 401k down to essentially 6%, which was the, the match that I could get 100% on at work. And that was definitely a little bit of a sacrifice, but I think it kind of kept us motivated just to get that goal faster and then being able to come back and get back on the retirement bandwagon a little more aggressively. Got it. Well, let's talk to the person who listened to that statement right there and says, wow, man, you totally missed out on some big gains and you missed out on some growth. Why would you do that? Talk to that person. Explain your rationale. That person would be absolutely right that, you know, paying off a house at you know, a 3.25% interest rate is certainly you're not going to amass as much wealth in the long term as if you were investing in the stock market. But I think the biggest thing that I always come back to is what is your metric of success? 
You know, is it having a larger pile of money in the bank when you die? Or is it just having, you know, the flexibility and a, and a rhythm of life that, you know, doesn't involve having debt and doesn't involve having a big, a big mortgage. So, you know, I, I was, we were fully aware of missing out on some, you know, some gains, but it was well worth it to us. And, you know, just, I think for us too, it's just contentment. What do you need to be happy and fulfilled? And to us, it's not necessarily having more money in the bank. Although, you know, that's still our goal and we're still working towards those things for sure. But just knowing how much is enough, I think is, is huge. John, I love that sentiment. It is for me too. I feel like it's not about maximizing my wealth so I can have a big pile when I die. It's about maximizing our happiness, maximizing the life experiences that we can have today. What's going to calm my brain? What's going to make me feel good? What's going to make my family feel comfortable? I love that sentiment. Can you talk just generally, you know, people here, you know, paying off your mortgage in a quick time frame? Can you talk about a general income range so people understand what you guys are coming with? Sure. We purchased our home in, in 2013. I was in my first year in my career as a physical therapist, I was earning about approximately $60,000 a year. My wife, Amy, she's a kindergarten teacher. She was at that time. And uh, that was right around when we had our son, Levi, when he was born. And, and my wife was basically staying home with him at that time. So that's where we were at as a starting point. Got it. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys have done some incredible work over the years, making this a goal. So how are things different for you now? Are you guys celebrating? What are you doing with the extra money? Talk to us about that. Like I mentioned, we've certainly uh, turned the dial back up on the, on the 401k. So we're maxing that out now. And that's where we're at with, with the financial piece. And just, uh, you know, right now we're setting a little extra cash aside. We've got some, some bigger trips coming up uh, over the holidays, that kind of thing. So yeah, nothing too crazy. Just kind of feels like things are a little more on autopilot now where, you know, goals are going to be accomplished, kind of setting some things up automatically, which just makes it easy to not really have to stress too much about it. I love that. And I understood you said Amy is uh, less of the money nerd than you are. How did some of those conversations go early on where you're saying, hey, let's pay off this mortgage? Was that always a conversation Amy was interested in? Yeah. So I, I kind of initiated it, but she was certainly on board. I think we've always just kind of, we talk about things and, you know, think about what the future wants to look like for us. And she's always been extremely supportive and on board. She lets me, uh, you know, really get the nuts and bolts figured out, but she's always supportive. And yeah, we, we definitely work together well in that area. I love it. Well, you're going to do something big like this. You need some teamwork. So that's fantastic, John. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. If people want to get in touch with you, are you on Instagram or Twitter or something like that where somebody can shoot you a note or? I'm at jbanker86 at gmail.com. Excellent. Well, John, thank you so much for your time today. If people have some questions, it sounds like you're open to them reaching out and sharing this transparency and help for a lot of people who are looking to hit this goal as well. John, thank you so much today. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Andy. Really appreciate it coming on. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do a quick favor for me. Please share a positive family or financial news story on social media and tag your friend Andy at Andy Hill MKM. Again, that's Andy Hill MKM. I believe there's an opportunity for people like us, the ones listening to the show, to shine light and positivity in the world right now. With the power of social media, I believe we can be the change we want to see in the world. 
Recently, I received an email from Anonymous from Michigan. It was a Good News Network article from a good friend here, and here is the title of it. Woman thanks hero who found a wallet in the snow, then drove it to her house. Anyway, we're going to get into this article, and to help me read the article and share what's the good word, I'm happy to be joined by my son, Calvin Hill. How's it going, Calvin? Good. Well, I really appreciate you doing this segment with me, buddy. What do you think about it? Do you think it's going to be fun? Yeah, but I don't know what to do. Well, I'm going to tell you what to do. This is the first time we're doing it. I'm going to bring up an article, and you and I are going to read it together, and then we're going to talk about it afterward. Does that sound fun? Yeah. And then afterward, I'm going to give you three bucks because that's what I do with your sister. Hooray! <laughs> Sound good? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's read this article. Here it is from Good News Network. I'm going to read the first part and then you're going to read it, okay? <laughs> so we'll take turns. A family in Maryland wants to publicly thank a stranger for going above and beyond just in time to bring a happy new year. What a great human. That's, that's how-, how Laura Deegan began her email to GNN, hoping we would share the story of a good Samaritan touching their their lives with kindness. Awesome. Her son Jake realized on Friday that he had lost his wallet Thursday night. It snowed a couple inches in Rockville overnight, which made it challenging for them to find anything outside around his car, or at least the last store where he stopped to buy a snack. We shoveled so many places looking for it, she recalled. They were very motivated, too, as his wallet was unusually full of quite a bit of Christmas money, college money, and of course his school ID. License, debit, and a credit card, but they couldn't find it anywhere. Oh man. Laura was up early on Saturday saying goodbye as Jake headed back to the University of South Carolina and started cleaning up around the house when the doorbell rang at 8 a.m. Much to my surprise, a wonderful man by the name of Juan was standing there asking if Jake lived there. I started to cry right away and asked if he found his wallet by chance. Juan had been up early going to work on Saturday morning when he found Jake's wallet in the parking lot of the store where he bought the snack, and he drove to their house to return it. Everything was intact with nothing missing from the wallet. What a great human, Juan made by son's day. And mine... More than he will ever know. She also had a message for Juan's employer, Brightview Landscaping in Clarksburg, Maryland. You have one hell of an employee. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. So what do you think about what happened in the story? Was that a nice thing that Juan did? Yeah. Yeah? What, what would it feel like if you lost your wallet in the snow? I don't have a wallet. What about the wallet you have with your debit card? Oh, yeah. What if you dropped that with your phone in the snow outside while you were playing and you couldn't find it? My phone would crack. Your phone would crack. How would that make you feel if you couldn't find it? 
I would be very sad because in Minecraft I made this really cool mansion and I worked really hard on it. Yeah. So do you think it was a nice thing that Juan did to return that back to the owner? Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. That's cool. Well, so I really like this story, Calvin, because it makes me think that, you know what, if somebody lost their wallet and it had a bunch of money in it, that somebody would return it with everything in it. What if you found a wallet outside of school and it had a million dollars in it? If I find a name on it and I knew the name, I would return it back with all the money. Oh, that's such a good answer, buddy. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I mean, that's what we got to do, right? We got to do the right thing. Sometimes the right thing is hard, isn't it? Because it would be easy to keep that money, right? Then you'd be able to buy a big old house and a mansion and all that. But that's not your money, is it? Yeah. All right, man. That would just be stealing. Yeah, I mean, stealing is no good, right? We don't want to steal people's money or any of their stuff um, because we want to make sure that whatever we have is ours and whatever somebody else's is somebody else's. Well, cool, buddy. This is a lot of fun. Thank you very much for doing this segment with me. I'm going to give you $3 in your ally account and then you can use it for some fun stuff because you have played with me in my show today and it makes me very happy. So thank you so much for being here. I love you very much. Guys, if you have a story like Anonymous sent our way, please send it and, and tag me on social media at Andy Hill MKM and anonymous. I'm going to be emailing you back with a cool offer. Calvin, this is what we're going to do. Anybody who sends us a positive news article about family or finances, we're going to send them a link to our marriage, kids and money store, and they can get whatever they want. We'll give them one item. They can get a a t-shirt, a sweatshirt, a coffee mug. You made a store. I did a store. We made a store. It says things like that Carpe Diem sweatshirt. That's from our store or marriage, kids and money store. You know how you have that marriage, kids and money long sleeve shirt that you like? Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to get that for their kids or they want to get it for them, we're going to give it to them for free. What do you think? Yeah. Awesome, man. That's cool. So yeah, if you guys send us a positive article, tag me on social media at Andy Hill MKM, maybe with the hashtag good news. We'd love to throw some swag your way. And if you want to check out what's in that store, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash store. Calvin just snotted on the, uh, the, the microphone after he spit on the other one. Awesome. <laughs> Or you can go to the marriagekidsandmoney.com and click on store on the homepage and check out how you can support the Hill family. Calvin and I will be here next month sharing the good word. So please send in that good news, my friends. Calvin. I'll be the new marker guy. You'll be the new marker guy. You like Zoe? Yeah. Hopefully we can keep all of our microphones clean in the next uh, couple weeks. But uh, Clean. Cal- clean. All right, buddy. Thank you very much for being here. As a quick reminder, this show is for entertainment purposes only, my friends. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific situation. Shout out to Dan Tabbitt for helping us edit today's show, as well as Weird Digital Marketing for helping us out on social media, and Dan Hines for his support on YouTube. It takes a village to bring all this together. Thank you all very much for your support. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from John Maxwell. Life is a matter of choices, and every choice you make, makes you. Define who you want to be, and take action to become that person. Carpe diem! 